Good morning, my friends. Welcome to this episode of Healing Your Codependency. Here with me is Marshall Bircher. I'm your guide in healing that codependency despite even when trauma is in the way, even when therapy hasn't been working, even when your self-help efforts haven't been working. I'm here to help you stop fixing yourself, start loving yourself so you can create those relationships, that purpose and fulfillment you deserve in your life. So today we're going to be talking about a topic that came up during um, my st- my live student support groups. Uh, so twice a week, I run a live s- student support group <clears throat> I call Live Mentoring Hours. And this question about walls, emotional walls, mental walls came up in that. And I wanted to talk on that today because there's some deep insight and deep importance in how we work with our emotional walls, these, these protective barriers that we put up in our healing because most of the time we approach them incorrectly and that causes us more causes us more pain so yeah let's do it so before we get to that i'm going to share this out real quick to the heal your codependency community that link is above on facebook below on youtube if you're looking for a group where we go deeper on healing these things you get weekly practices you get support and you get uh celebration for your successes and your discovery so the link uh, again is above on facebook below on youtube and if you're watching on youtube hit that subscribe button hit that bell because i upload material uh you know throughout the week so okay so i've got that shared out here let me know how you guys are doing hi satori i'm holding some space for you i know you're going through some things and so just just care and uh, warmth for what you're facing in your world (laughs) because i am too um growth and healing are are an organic experience they don't work on any kind of like timeline that we would want right they tend to reveal themselves when we are ready for that when when it's ready to talk rather and then we gotta respond to that with love and care all right so walls emotional walls let me know in the comments below if you have ever experienced an emotional wall a sense of like no can't do that like a sense of resistance and force against a particular idea a particular desire a particular action a particular change and an experience or have you found yourself hitting limits in what you can allow yourself to have be or do in your life or even beliefs that say i can't have this i shouldn't have this i'm unworthy things like that these are expressions of emotional and mental walls and then most of the time with emotional mental walls, what we do is we barrel through them. It's kind of like we, we get in the, the emotional car of force, like we're going to get through this wall. We're going to break down our walls and become vulnerable or something. We get in that, that car, that bulldozer, and we, ramp, we rev it up, and then we hit the gas and right into the wall. And we're hoping to break through the wall. Now, take a moment and tune your awareness into how that feels for you this idea of having to break through emotional walls of having to tear down the wall drop the wall get rid of it because for a lot of people for me that's scary that's painful it's uncomfortable and it actually makes me put up more walls i get more resistant to that action and there's an important reason why this happens for a lot of us it's because the wall is there for a reason 
It's there to protect us from something. So in codependency and in trauma-related reactions to things, there's always there's two things it's trying to do. It's trying to prevent something. It's trying to cause something. And generally, it's trying to to cause three specific things, a sense of safety, a sense of connection, and a sense of value, identity, a sense of who we are and we have worth. And it's also trying to prevent rejection, attack, harm, criticism, these things that have wounded us and caused us to put up the wall, to say no, to to avoid certain things in our world because the pain that we experienced uh, was too much. It was too fast. It was too soon. It overwhelmed us. And we didn't have the tools. We didn't have the knowledge. We didn't have the support to work through what we were going through. So I put up the wall. Nope. Don't want to do this. Don't want to feel this. Don't want to access this. Don't want to experience this. And then we get real comfortable behind that wall. And we, we cope with it because we lose connection. We, we lose, uh, we, have, we have a false sense of safety. We, our, our sense of value is governed by these walls. Like, oh, I can only allow this much in or I'm only worthy of this and things like that. So the wall is not necessarily constructive long term, but it's an important part of how we are protecting ourselves. So when, when we approach our walls and our limits from this perception of, hey, what is this trying to protect? How is this trying to promote safety for me? And we start getting insight into what's going on behind the wall. Because behind the wall is a part of ourselves that had a want or a need that got wounded in the seeking or expression of that want and need. And they were not loved and supported back into a place of connection and safety and being valued. So they retreated behind the wall in order to protect themselves from further pain. The pain is still there. See, the pain is what keeps that wall alive, keeps it active, keeps it relevant. So if we go towards the wall with force, we're only hurting ourselves more. But if we approach the wall with inquiry, with question, with curiosity, even with a little bit of warmth, a little bit of appreciation. I know that might sound really weird, but hey, Wall, thank you for being here. Thank you for protecting me. And just leave it at that. It's not like thank you for protecting me, but now we gotta we gotta lower the wall because we're we're trying to control something at that point. It's more like I'm just here to appreciate you, to acknowledge you, to observe, and to be present with you. Because when we connect with our walls this way, we're actually connecting with our pain. We're connecting with our aspect of self that's lived through something. So we can care for that part now by caring for the wall. And then eventually, that part might put the you know, might go, hey, I can open up a little bit and see what else is possible. See what else is going on. I can connect again. Maybe for just a moment, but I can. That's enough because that moment of connection allows that part of you to start exploring if it's safe again to connect and to go a little farther in expressing and sharing themselves. 
So what happens here is we begin to care for the pain. We begin to heal our relationship again with the world and with ourself. And then we don't need the wall. The wall is no longer necessary because it's safer to move outside of the wall and explore what else is going on out there. That's the key here. Walls point us to unmet needs. Like in my previous video, reactions point you to your needs. Walls, emotional walls and limits. These uh, places of we can't go any farther, we're going to get hurt. They're pointing us to our needs of safety. They're trying to help us understand our pain, help us understand our lived experience. They're not signals that there's something wrong with us. They're signals of what we've gone through. They, they're part of the story of your lived experience. So I approach these walls with warmth and with care and curiosity and willingness to understand them. Then we start to discover our own reality, our own truth. And then from there, we get the guidance necessary for navigating them. One thing we have to do, I don't use have to's a whole lot, but this I have found is essential, is we have to give up trying to get something out of this, meaning I have a, a, a wall about, I don't know, love, receiving love. And part of me is like, we have to learn how to receive love. So we've got to get rid of this wall. All right? So we take this new approach, we're like, hi, wall, I love you, thank you for protecting me. But behind this is like, okay, now that wall needs to come down, and we gotta get, we gotta, it's got to go towards getting more love. That's controlling our healing journey, and that's actually going to backfire on you. What we, we got to do here is have a little, we have to approach this with some curiosity and with a little courage. We have to let go of where we think we should be going, what should happen after that wall comes down and discover what actually does happen so that we have a more authentic, genuine connection with ourselves. Our own guidance, our own wisdom, our own insight can emerge from this rather than us imposing something we think should be, which would just lead to more pain long-term. So when we approach walls, Approach with curiosity and an openness to let it guide you to where it wants to take you so you can better understand what's going on for you. And then you can meet your needs in a deeper way that feels safer and more fulfilling and more enlightening for you. So tool you can use initially on approaching a wall, pause, acknowledge and observe that wall, and then apply a little gratitude to the wall. And then observe what happens after that. That will help you start moving through your process of getting connected with that pain, with that lived reality that created the wall, and caring for yourself there. So that is your experiment for today. So got a little announcement for you. I've got my new workshop coming up here in just about a week and a half. It's called The Eight Factors That Heal Codependency Permanently. It's a free workshop happening December 14th at 11 a.m. and 6 p.m. Mountain Time. So I teach it twice, same class in the morning as in the evening. Come join us. This is your chance to learn the three hidden needs that codependency is trying to meet, the true cause of codependency, the eight factors that heal it permanently, and then get your exclusive opportunity to join the codependency healing system. So that's happening the 14th. It's free. The link is above on Facebook, below on YouTube, and on my website at freetheself.com.
www.therapyhasn'tgotten.com. So come join us and discover why therapy hasn't gotten you down the road where you where you need to be, where you want to be, and why your self-help efforts have not succeeded. Because they are missing these eight factors. A lot of them are. And so get you those eight factors and watch it succeed. So you're welcome, Melanie. Thank you guys for being here. Thank you for your support. Go gently with yourselves and your journey. I will see you guys in our next video. Otherwise, be safe out there. Bye-bye.